Hello and welcome to Free America. I'm your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America Podcast. Today is Sunday, April 18th, the year is 2021, and we're bringing you episode number 39 with a very special guest today, Roman Drake, who is one of my fellow news gatherers, newscasters, podcasters. He's a conservative content creator who's been out at many of the protests and rallies over the last year or so. And we've become good friends and and shared a lot of information in terms of what we've been covering here uh, on on the Free America podcast, as well as some of the things that he covers. And he's really got a very unique insight and really a very keen mind at, at ferreting out the news and interviewing people. And so I thought he would be an interesting guest to bring on the show today. So I'm sure you're going to really enjoy our conversation. Um, we're also going to cover a little bit of news off the bat, some disturbing information coming out of our neighbors to the north in Canada. They're going full authoritarian and essentially um, preventing people from traveling anywhere outside of their own homes without authorization to do so. So you have to have a good reason to leave your house in Canada now. So they're going full authoritarian with the lockdowns. And then we're going to cover a little bit of news out of Minnesota, where um, our local congresswoman, Maxine Waters, showed up and demanded that protesters get more active, get more, um, get more, get louder with their protests. I think the word she used specifically was um, for them to become more confrontational, which ultimately resulted in uh, a drive-by shooting at National Guardsmen. So that's some interesting news. And of course, we're going to be covering a little bit more of a COVID news with what is going on with the uh, CNN being exposed for fear mongering, as well as the number of business closures, well over 200,000 businesses permanently closed in the United States. But before we get to any of that, I'd like to draw your attention to the Free America podcast website. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where you can find out all about um, Free America podcast. You can find out uh, our current episode as well as uh, where you can find our episodes on numerous podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Google, iHeartRadio, and so forth. And also alternative video and social media accounts with BitChute, Rumble, Gab, and MeWe. These are places that we now post instead of YouTube or Facebook because we've been banned on those platforms. Uh, you can also find all of our pre previous episodes and special reports there as well. And of course, you can also support the Free America podcast by clicking on donate here. And I'll take you to our page where you can support either through Patreon or PayPal. You can make a one-time contribution like uh, some of our viewers and listeners do. You can also make an ongoing contribution either through Patreon or PayPal. Uh, like one of our, our, best, uh, our best supporters is a friend out in Connecticut. We want to thank you, Fran, for continuing to support the Free America podcast with a $10 monthly Camp uh, contribution. So you can also support Free America by supporting our affiliates in the areas of personal finance, self-defense, or health and fitness. And these are areas that we feel are important to maintaining both your fiscal and physical health through this crisis that we're currently encountering. This is an economic crisis. This is not a, a you know, a, I don't know, a pandemic, pandemic as, as I like to call it. All the numbers point to it being just another flu season. In fact, the flu completely disappeared last year, folks, and was replaced by COVID-19. So where did the flu go? Well, I think it was misclassified as COVID-19. But anyway, 
you still need to stay healthy. You still need to keep your finances order and you still need to defend yourself against what are, are largely becoming roving gangs of Antifa and BLM terrorists who are taking over our cities and burning down buildings and destroying businesses, as well as assaulting citizens. Got a lot of this on video, especially from some of my close news buddies out here who uh, cover a lot of these things. So that being said, uh, thank you for supporting the Free America podcast. And soon we will also have a merchandise for you, able to per for you to be able to purchase here at the website. So you can get something in exchange for your money. But um, getting on to the onto the news that I was uh, talking to you about, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the more uh, concerning areas of of uh, issue is going on just north of us in the great country of Canada, where apparently the Canadian government has decided to go full lockdown on their on their citizens. I'm trying to find out this. I'm trying to find the video here for it. So give me just a moment. There it is. Okay. Now I'll play you the video and you can just listen for yourself exactly what's going on here. So let's go ahead and play this. We have implemented the strictest measures in all of North America. And the difficult truth is every public health measure we have left comes with a massive cost to people and their lives. But we have never shied away from doing what's necessary. We have made the deliberate decision to temporarily enhance police officers' authority for the duration of the stay-at-home order. Moving forward, police will have the authority to require any individual who is not in a place of residence to first provide their purpose for not being at home and provide their home address. Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle to inquire about an individual's reason for leaving their residence. And our inspectors will also be ensuring that those who absolutely must come to work are strictly following the public health measures. For our employers and employees, take note. This is your last warning. Um, I'm wondering about these new police powers to just randomly stop someone walking down the street or to pull over a car. What happens if, uh, if a person refuses to answer the police questions? So by issuing these new additional enforcement measures, it allows police officers to ask the person why they are not at their place of residence and what their place of residence is. And specifically to your question, um, if you are not willing to comply, then you are breaking the law. If someone sees um, uh, their neighbors uh, breaking these, these new regulations um, and, and having a party in their yard, that sort of thing, should should people call police on their neighbors? In terms of people calling um, to snitch, to inform, um, look, we all have a personal responsibility. If it means saving lives, then I think we have to think about what your social responsibilities are as an individual to make sure that you don't empower other people and invite a whole bunch of individuals to your home. Well, there you have it, folks. So you're going to have to prove to the police why you have, why you are leaving your house, where your house is located, where you're going, why you're going to work, if you're approved to go to work. So this is what happens in the socialist countries, right? So that's what Canada is. Canada is a socialist country. They have socialized medicine and other and other uh, 
programs up there, but they are quickly devolving into an authoritarian state. And once you give the state control over everything from medicine to education, um, you quickly devolve into a socialist authoritarian state. And that's exactly what's happening in Canada. And a lot of those people up there are not armed. They're not able to protect themselves against a tyrannical government. And so they are setting the example for what Western societies are devolving into. And you're seeing a lot of this happen in places like Australia, New Zealand, and England. These are all um, countries under the crown that are, you would think they're supposed to be these free societies, but apparently they are not. They're anything but. And so the fact that, you know, they say, the one guy said, this is your last chance. This is your last warning. Who the hell do these people think they are? This is really some, dis some really, really disturbing stuff. Okay, moving on real quick. Another, speaking of... Um, Speaking of England and and the um, the authoritarianism going on, here's here's a video of a guy who uh, was was caught breaking the the COVID lockdown or excuse me COVID quarantine rules. He violated COVID quarantine rules. The police showed up at his apartment and they busted through the door. They bashed in the door without a warrant, mind you. Here, I'll play the video for you. You can see for yourself. On any of this, any of this, <laughs> any of this, right? You are <laughs> going to court for criminal damage and everything. We have kept them in. Let them do it. Do it. And I'll tell you now, no, you're supposed to be here to protect us. Protect us. You're here to protect us. You are here to protect us. Are you standing on the order? Are you standing on the order? Is very, very disturbing stuff right there, folks. I mean, this man has not even committed a crime, all right? And he's not a criminal. He's not even sick. You can even see the guy doesn't have any symptoms yet because he didn't quarantine in a designated hotel as per their uh, mandates. He was arrested. So they're arresting completely honest, innocent, and not even COVID positive people for violating their 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 made up mandates. I mean, there, there's no scientific basis in what these people do or why they do it. Um, these mandates here. So, moving on really quickly to some other new news items. Then we're going to get over to our guest here. Um, Back to uh, what I was saying before, um, Minnesota National Guard targeted in drive-by shooting hours after Representative Maxine Waters told BLM to be more confrontational. Right, so here she is again, inciting violence, right? These are the things that they accused Trump of doing, which he actually didn't do. You listen to his speech, he never incited violence on January 6th. Yet here is Representative Maxine Waters doing just that, inciting people to violence to become more confrontational with police and law enforcement. And uh, then that resulted in a drive-by shooting against National Guard in Minneapolis. So 
when is she going to be removed from office? I'm I'm counting down the days because it should be relatively quickly based on the standards that the Democrats themselves have set for people in elected office who have incited violence and riots and well this in this case a shooting against our national guardsmen. So very uh very disturbing stuff there. Project Veritas also got to love these guys. They uh, drop a new video of the CNN director admitting they used COVID fear-mongering for ratings. So it says here, COVID, gangbusters with ratings, right? Which is why we constantly have the COVID death toll on the side. So there it is, folks. They admit it. They admit that it was all about fear-mongering. It's all about pushing the fear, pushing this false narrative that, that COVID is killing everybody. And um, and it's all for ratings. So, so your freedom be damned as long as they can sell advertising. This is disgusting. These people need to be held to account for their crimes. This is this is really, this is awful. And I, I, I will encourage you all to actually follow up on this article and actually watch the Project Veritas video because it's it's bombshell. These guys are really fantastic. You gotta love these guys over Project Veritas. Okay, moving on. Interesting here, uh, NBC seem, just doesn't understand why White Lives Matter protests are failing across America. And they think they know why. It's it's because, um, you know, white people are, 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 let's see here. White Lives Matter rallies this weekend were billed as a national event that would make the whole world tremble. But after weeks of hype came the big denouement. Almost no one showed up. NBC reported that a lone protester in Albuquerque, New Mexico, was outnumbered by hundreds of anti-fascist protesters. Similar things happened in Philadelphia, North Carolina, and Texas, and in New York City. There was one here in Los Angeles area around Huntington Beach, where nobody showed up. Uh, nobody, uh, no white supremacists or white Lives matter protesters showed up. Um, it was all Antifa and all BLM. But <clears throat> NBC doesn't seem to understand why. Right. Well, I'll tell you why NBC's because there are no white lives matter protests put on by white people or anybody on the right for that matter. Any conservatives, we don't do these types of protests. Okay. This is what's called a false flag. This is set up by BLM and Antifa to draw out the supposed white supremacists and racists that populate our country. Right. Apparently this huge threat, according to the FBI, the biggest threat to our country is white supremacy and white nationalists. Well, it's a boogeyman. It's they don't exist, folks. You know, as you can see, there's one guy here, right? But the majority of the people, the hundreds of people that showed up were BLM and Antifa. And this is what they do. And I've actually seen this with my own eyes. They put out these fake flyers, these fake events that say, you know, Trump rally or, um, you know, conservative gathering or whatever. They did one here in the city of West Hollywood. And it was supposed to be a Trump rally. And about 10 people I know showed up to it and were instantly set upon by a group of BLM and Antifa thugs. And they were assaulted. They were um, had cameras put in their face. And essentially they were labeled as, uh, you know, white supremacists, even though many of them were not even white. They were Hispanic, they were black and uh, several other different races. So this is what NBC and the mainstream media doesn't understand, is that there's not a huge white supremacist movement in, in, in the United States. All right. It's a huge black supremacist movement that's going on in the United States that's targeting white people. 
and making white people out to be the enemy. And it's not to say that all black people are a part of this. I'm just saying is that the left is using race to divide people. And they've been doing it for a while. And it's becoming more and more prevalent. Okay. Um, and finally here, um, COVID-19's toll on U.S. businesses, 200,000 extra closures in pandemic's first year. So there you go, folks. At first, it was 100,000 businesses permanently closed. Now that's doubled um, over the course of a year now. So 200,000 businesses, we're going to say roughly, you can say on average, but that's about 2 million jobs permanently gone from the United States. And all thanks to the likes of CNN, which are touting all this fear porn on their on their media and people like Dr. Fauci, who have no idea what they're talking about. They just spout off whatever feels right, whatever uh, makes people uh, as, as, as afraid as possible. And of course, uh, that's led to a lot of drug overdoses. So overdose deaths have surged during the pandemic, CDC data shows. Okay, that's enough for the news. We are now 17 minutes in, so we're a little bit past where I normally like to be, but I'd like to bring in our guest now, who I mentioned before is, um, he's kind of an on the street news guy. He goes out and he just documents and collects a lot of video and and interviews people at all these different protests and rallies and things happening around here, uh, around the Southern California area. So we're gonna have a good conversation with him and I'd like you to join me in welcoming Roman Drake. Hey Roman, how's it going? Hey, it's great. Good, thanks for joining us. And uh, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad to finally get you on. I know we've we've uh, talked, gosh, for a while now. I mean, you know, at, at a lot of these different rallies and protests and stuff, I always see you out there and you're always getting such good footage and, and asking really poignant questions of the people that you come across. So I'm really excited to have you on the show, man. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting year, I'd say that. Um, for Trump 2020. And uh, also, I'd say it's probably uh, one of the funnest years of my life, really. Uh, I look back, I, I would say in my life, you know, high school, senior year, and then you got, you know, I went to college in San Francisco. So of course, and then Trump 2020, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills rally. I mean, there, and I've also like thought of like, maybe like memes to do this with, you know, like Woodstock 1969. And then like, Beverly Hills, Trump, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, like that's the place to be. If you're if you're a conservative, and you weren't at Beverly Hills Trump rally in twenty twenty, like you missed out. <laughs> yeah. They they were epic. I mean, right up to oh the. Oh my god! Right it was so to, much fun. Yeah, I mean, right up to to um, election day, you know. I mean, there were thousands of people there. I mean, it oh, started yeah. off a lot smaller than that, but I mean, week over week, it just kept growing and growing and growing until. Yeah. There were vendors everywhere. There was, you know, someone brought in a major sound system. You had major speakers coming out. People like uh, Dennis Prager and and some some uh, you know congressional candidates and gubernatorial candidates. People lining up, and so yeah, it was it and it was a lot of fun. It was just yeah. kind of a very festive atmosphere. And yeah, for sure, like the who's who of uh, you know conservative conservatives came through that area. Mm -hmm. um, came through that that um rally um but yeah of course like the when we got closer to the end of it you know that was like the super bowl and it, that's when we started getting like 20 20 000 people thirty thousand people but you know i i started uh in july i believe after the walk away movement i was a part of the walk away movement i'm an ex-democrat myself really um, yep and then um you know after the walk away movement people there 
you know, they mentioned that they were from the freedom rally. And that's when I started going, started at real, you know, real small, like 200 people. And then just, you know, continue to grow. So, yeah. 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 I think I showed up around the same time and it, it, it just kept growing exponentially week over week. I mean, to the point at which the, the Beverly Hills PD actually uh, stopped being in support of us and actually kind of turned their backs on us as well as the, the Beverly Hills city council, where they started, uh, you know, making it illegal to park on the streets surrounding yeah. the park there and started citing people and towing cars and just really awful. But but I've never really I'll tell you this. I, I mean, in terms of politics and political parties or political platforms, I've really never experienced anything quite like what occurred this this past summer there in Beverly Hills, uh, as well as places like Huntington Beach. I mean, this was it was a very festive, you know, party like atmosphere and i've never seen that for any type of political candidate i mean what, what do you think about that well uh i think the republican party has changed the old republican party is over um you know from the beverly hills rally we we had a lot of like crazy stuff but it was so much fun you know we had um oh frenchie morgan and tiffany madison you know playboy models and reality tv stars come and you know, they wore their bathing suits, you know, bikinis, and they put MAGA on their butt and MAGA on their, you know, you know, crazy stuff like the Republicans don't do. And, you know, that was a that was one moment where, you know, of course, you know, I'm an ex-Democrat. We got a lot of ex-Democrats from this from, you know, that, that are in this new Republican Party. And, um, you know, um, you know, of course I filmed it and I made a good video out of it. And they talked about BLM, how, why is BLM destroying, you know, our country? And, um, we had a lot of older conservative women who didn't like that. They, you know, they, they're from the, maybe like the, the older Republican party who's, Oh, we don't want to see, you know, women in bikinis and stuff like that. Um, this new Republican party, uh, this MAGA movement that I've been filming and, um, Los Angeles the past year, it's not the same Republican Party. And there's a lot of people who are resistant to that. And, you know, they they're they're fighting the change. Um, you know, Liz Cheney, for once, for one, is probably one of them. There's a lot of people who want to go back to the old ways of the Republican Party, who. I don't know how you would they call themselves the silent majority. Well, obviously, the silent majority hasn't worked too well. Now, this new Republican Party, we're marching in the streets of Beverly Hills, 30,000 of us with flags. We're making a lot of noise. We're not the silent majority anymore because, you know, even though that's a great phrase, a great, you know, saying to say um, it didn't work. And we're we're a new party now. We're Trump's party. And we're, you know, Trump if Trump wants to run in 2024, I mean, it's his party still. So, yeah, well, he's definitely changed the face of conservative politics in the Republican party. You know, it's shifted more, you know, away from traditional conservatism, more towards, you know, I would say just pro America, pro nationalism, America first, yeah. America first, anti-globalism. And with the, with the traditional Republicans or the establishment Republicans, you know, they've been a part of the problem for a while now with regard to giving into the globalist demands and selling out our country, along with the Democrats. 
So, you know, they've uh, they've allowed for illegal immigration to pour into this country year over year, even though they denounce it. The, the Democrats have denounced it. We need immigration reform, they always say. Yet they each allow each other to allow it to proliferate during their terms. And so I I've, I've began to see through that. And I think a lot of people have over the last decade or so where uh, they 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 don't do you know, they, they, they say one thing, but they do something completely different and their actions don't match their words. And people are really fed up with it. And I think, now let me ask you this, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Why is it that, that you um, left the Democrat party? What was, what was, what was some of the reasons behind that? Well, uh, so my story is, you know, I'm, I'm from Indiana and, you know, I, uh, Indiana is a, a strong conservative red area. And, you know, I always just viewed like people who rode ATVs, people who are farmers. I just, you know, I, I viewed them as stupid people. You know, I, I viewed conservatives as stupid people and you know, you know, and I watched the television and, you know, Oh, like, uh, Oh, you know, MTV and Oh, rage against the machine. I was a big rage against the machine sure. fan. And, sure, yeah. Oh yeah. Those guys are, yeah. Those guys know what's going on. And, I was a big fan of Tool, mm-hmm. um, you know, those guys. And, you know, then I left high school and I went to San Francisco. And that just like, that was times two. San Francisco's like, you oh, know, God. times two, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I got into Jim Morrison and all the old 60s stuff. And, you know, you, you combine that with what's going on in San Francisco with the Love Parade. And, um, and then I went to art school, too. So, um, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty big leftist background you know so yeah, right. um so i i do that and i i just go through everything and um you know i, I get down to la I, I, for work um uh you know and then well fast forward to 2017 uh, or 2016 when trump was running for office and the cnn and all the mainstream media they they wanted us to uh you know really vote for hillary clinton everything was about Hillary Clinton, you know? So, um, that kind of woke me up was with why, why are they pushing Hillary Clinton on us? And you know, what's, what, what is this thing with Hillary Clinton? Because I voted for Obama in 2008. Yeah, me too. And, um, I remember Obama just kicking the shit out of, uh, Hillary Clinton in the primaries. Yes. Uh, and he, he just kicked the shit out of her on, Oh, she's a corporatist and you know, she's, you know, dry humping all these corporations. He really beat, he really beat her bad. And I remember that even as, you know, um, and I was a young college student. Um, and I, I totally remember that. And then suddenly, you know, eight years later, um, they're trying to push Hillary Clinton down our throats, like really bad, like really hardcore. And to me, I just, I, that was so weird for me. Yeah. You know, for, first they were for Obama, they were for that. And, you know, being a Democrat before 2016, 17, 18, it, you were always anti-corporation. You were always anti-establishment. So, of course, I'm not going to vote for Hillary Clinton, who's pro-corporation, pro-open borders, pro-all this stuff. So that doesn't make sense to me. And I don't know why CNN is pushing this on me, mm-hmm. which I always thought was a real news network. So that wasn't making sense. So then Trump wins and I'm, you know, I'm not surprised, but then I think, okay, now CNN, they're going to 
they're going to admit their mistakes and say, okay, yeah, we shouldn't have pushed. We were, we just wanted the Democrat party, you know? So I go, I I tune in the next day after election day and they don't do that. They don't admit their mistakes. They don't apologize. They say, well, it's because white people are racist. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second thing they say is because, oh, it's because white men made their wives vote for Trump. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so, and then the third thing that comes up, maybe, you, well, ongoing kind of, and a few days, all mixed in together. The third thing they say is it was Vladimir Putin. Right. It was Russia. Russia. Russia, 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 Russia. So it just a streamline of six months of Russia. For some reason, the Russia thing took number one, and then the white people thing took number two with CNN on why Trump won. We, but we just get Russia, Russia, Russia. And I'm still right. like, what the hell is going on? You know, and I still hate, I'm still a Democrat. I still hate Trump. And then we get to Charlottesville. You know, the whole, you know, there's some Nazi rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I guess uh, I guess there were some conservatives there who didn't want some statues to be taken down. And, um, yeah, there might have been some bad people in there, too. Um, But I guess a guy was going down an alley and some Democrats and Antifa and BLM were hitting his car. And he sped up real fast to get away from them. And I don't know if he did it intentionally or not. And he ended up killing a woman. And supposedly this is like the worst thing that white people have ever done. (laughs) Ever, according to CNN. This is like the worst racist moment ever, supposedly. And, uh, And, you know, and Trump says that he disavows both sides. And, you know, that was really what woke me up after that. So, so it was it was basically the lies and so the, many lies, yeah. It just the the constant disinformation, the slanting of the truth, and and just the outright trying to lead you to believe something, you know, this whole false narrative. And so they yeah. exposed themselves as being a fraud. And you you saw through it and you started to question. I think that's where most people tend to leave the, the Democrat Party is when they yeah. start questioning things. Well, you know? I mean, the lies for the last, for those from 2016 to 17 were just unbelievable. And it, the lies, the lies and misinformation really hasn't stopped, you know, yeah. at all. No. Um, but th- that was really bad. And then for me, from as, as a Democrat, I was a Bernie Sanders supporter. I didn't want Hillary Clinton. I was a Bernie Sanders guy. My ideology was, and, you know, I was a big fan of Michael Moore, uh, his documentary, uh, capitalism a love a true love story you know i I, you know i was all into the like the leftist films and documentaries and all that stuff uh terrence malick with you know days of heaven and he would do all of his like well that's a whole other story really but you know i was a big like leftist everything can be free everything in the world can be free right Mm -hmm. that's what i thought so why why are we all working and you know doing all these things when you know, human life is so important. We can just be free spirits and create and 
you know, do all this stuff. The billionaires can just pay for it. Right. So right. That was my ideology. So then all this stuff started happening. And I was like, what is going on? Like there's, they're lying about everything. So then that started making, and then the Charlottesville thing, that was the end of it. That was like, okay, you know, if they're lying so much about all of this, what else are they lying about? You know, I have this thing that thinking that, you know, everything can be free. And I've had that almost all my life from the media. It was all from the media. Right. And then I started doing my own research and I was like, okay, what can be, you know, they always talk about free healthcare. Oh, it's just so easy to have free healthcare, free healthcare and free edge. We'll just, we'll just, you know, it's so easy. And then I started looking and the billionaires in this country, just in America have a total of $2 trillion. So the, the, the total amount, the richest man in America is Jeff Bezos, $84 billion a year. And if you take all the billionaires uh, wealth and you combine it, it's $2 trillion healthcare for a total. And I, I, I believe it's just one year. Um, yeah. One year is about $3.5 trillion. So we're not even in the ballpark right. of paying for healthcare for one year. If, and that's if we confiscated all the billionaires wealth. Yeah. hundred percent of it. Yeah. So, so I look at that and I'm like, and I was just so sure that everything that I was right. And the conservatives were stupid. They're all just dumb rednecks. Hmm. Uh, and I just totally thought that like everything could be free. And I had no idea why these conservative people or this, these conservative people voted for Trump. Right. So, right. I, you know, know and, and as, a, as a young person, I, I was, I, I viewed the world through a similar prism where the conservatives were, you know, they were, it was all about corporations and to hell with the people. And it's all about corporate profits and it's profits over people. Mm -hmm. And, and I saw them as warmongers and they were the ones always wanting to go to war. And, and, you know, half of our annual budget goes to military defense. And I thought, you know, what if we took some of that money away from killing other people in other countries and put it back into it, you know, investing in our own country, investing yeah. in infrastructure and doing things like that. And so for a long time, you know, I, I viewed them as, as the, you know, they're, they're just the enemy. They're, they're a bad party. And, the people that people that um, you know voted for them are these you know ignorant you know middle America rednecks that have no yeah. idea what really goes on in the world. They're just a bunch of flag waving, Bible thumping, gun toting you know rednecks that that are you know they just want war with those damn Arabs and they want to get that oil and. You know, so there's this narrative that's been painted by the mainstream media for so long. Yeah, it gives us this this really skewed picture of of who conservatives in America are. Yeah, now that's not, that's not to say that you know guys like Trump or Cheney or Rumsfeld or any of these guys that got us over into Iraq after 9/11. Um, I'm I'm not giving them any credit, and and I never will. I still don't like those guys. I think they're evil. I think they're manipulative, and I think they've they've done a great disservice to this country and to the world, for that matter. I think they a lot of lives over in these countries like Iraq and Afghanistan have been have been lost needlessly, and they've created more enemies for our country as opposed to making our country a safer place. 
Yeah. But but back to um, uh, you know con- conservatives and Republicans. Yeah, I was I was misled for a long time as well. But then, like you, like you, you know, you start doing the math on these things. Yeah. You know, you know, for instance, they were talking about free, free edu- you know, free college education for everybody and free. And I think it was something that that what was it uh, AOC came up with. You know, this plan for all this free stuff for everybody. And I was having a debate with somebody over this on Facebook, and I said, "Well, let's break it down." You know. Yeah. Our, our GDP is X, but the the cost for all these programs and services is like five times that there's no, it's just completely unsustainable. So how do you finance it? How do you fund it? You know, you can't just tax the rich. You, yeah. you keep doing that one for one. They're, they're going to go and find some place where they, they have a better tax climate. They're going to leave the country to yeah. be no incentive. That's why socialism just doesn't work. It, it looks great on paper. The utopia that they promise on paper looks wonderful, right? So free yeah. stuff, for everybody, nobody has to work. It's all paid for, but when you put it into practice, it just, it fails because people become complacent. They don't want to work at all and they become dependent upon the government. And then the government has more control over people and becomes more like an authoritarian state. Like what we're seeing, what I showed the video earlier uh, going on up in Canada, you know, these people have relinquished every bit of their freedom to the government up there. And now the government is just dictating, you know, the the terms. You can't leave your house now. If you do, you have to explain why. What the fuck is yeah. that? Seriously. Yeah, so. yeah we're, we're getting into uh, some some crazy times right now, and uh, you know, I some of the stuff I film, like the Tin Horn Flats with the fence, and you know, I look back at everything and everything from the past year, and you know, I, I still don't think I've really um, it's really hit me yet what's going on. And I think a lot of people, even at the protests, you know, we're, we're having fun. It's so much fun to do our, what we do to go to these MAGA events. And even, even in serious times, like, you know, Dennis Prager came out and he gave a speech and he he gave a great speech and it's it's a serious speech, but you know, a lot of us, uh, and and me too, I have, I have so much fun, uh, you know, uh, going to these Tin Horn Flats things and, and, and filming everyone and, you know, but I think we, when I, when I start to sit down and really think about it, I think we are at the beginning of something that, uh, we won't recognize the country in, in 10 years. Um, you know, growing up, I just never would have imagined that a city council would build a fence around a restaurant to stop it from, um, operating operating yeah it's just it's crazy it's really crazy when you think when you really sit down and think about it you you know it's it's so crazy that some of it's funny and that's kind of that's for me and my content you know i did you know i was on tiktok and uh you know i had some good success over there before they permanently deleted me a lot of it (laughs) what i've done is like made fun like done it as comedy (laughs) because it is so funny yeah uh that we're living in these times like they they literally built a fence around a restaurant <laughs> to keep us from from going in it like it's it's like stupid and like crazy but then when you really think about it it's like what the hell is going on you know so well it's it's we're it's absurd and it really does yeah. it does it does cause- absurdity the absurd is a perfect exactly yeah 
I mean, it, and it causes you to, to, to stick, to take a step back and, and just really question it. Like what the hell is really going on here? Because it, it seems like we're living in some kind of alternate universe now where, where the, the United States that we knew and the world that we knew in 2019 is completely gone. And we're now living on this, this strange planet where everything is just upside down and, and, people are so easily swayed by the mainstream media to just surrender their civil liberties at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And, and then to even cheer and support governments that stifle small businesses like Tin Horn Flats and put up fences around. We've had, we were having people drive by that were cursing at us, flipping us off. You know, I've listened to some of the city council people or meetings where people call in and they're in support of shutting down Tin Horn Flats. And it's it's because they've been led to believe that it represents some kind of threat to the community, like it's yeah. uh, it's a like it's a vector point for the mass spread, a super spreader restaurant. When anything is can be further from the truth, there's no science to back it up. Even though they were doing contact tracing, there's no evidence to show that anybody yeah. ever even contracted or spread the virus there at Tin Horn Flats. They're just they're arbitrarily doing it just to send a message to any other business that dares to stand up to their authoritarianism. And yeah. that's where, that's where the fight is. And you're right. It's going to get worse. And it, and it, but it takes people like us standing up and, and full disclosure here, folks, you know, I'm out there protesting too, when I'm not here on, on the air doing my show, um, I'm, I'm out there staying active in the community. And so, yeah, I, am I a little bit biased? Sure towards towards freedom towards you know yeah the, the, the freedom to operate your business call it capitalism sure am i anti-communist absolutely am i anti-socialist you bet um but i am pro business and i'm pro small business especially of course i still you know i still have my misgivings about big business right big corporations you know running essentially just running over the world like you know amazon and these guys you can't stop them or play you know facebook Instagram, YouTube, big tech, big media, um, anybody with too much power, it needs to be checked. And, and they're not being checked right now. The, the government is checking the wrong group. They should be putting in check these big corporations that are that are that are just destroying our civil liberties. But yet they're focusing on these small businesses that are just trying to stay alive. And yeah. so. Well, that, that, that's the other thing, too. Like, uh, I think we're, you know. We're, you know, especially with what with what happened with January six on the Capitol, um, I don't think a lot of people are aware of it yet. But we've kind of lost the government to Democrats. I mean, the government is Democrat. You know, there was reports of uh, pe- stuff that happened at the Capitol. People who went in the Capitol, um, you know, uh, they arrested them on, you know, January six. And after Joe Biden got inaugurated on Joe 20th, or, or January 20th, uh, there's reports, I think it was from Breitbart, where some of these people were beaten by yeah. uh, the police, uh, by the officers. Yeah. So uh, this is getting pretty crazy. And, you know, what can you do? You know, the media has taken the minds of the country. Um, you know, the majority of the country and a lot of those minds work in government. Yeah. You know, and we're seeing this from judges and police officers and, you know, 
So we're, we're, we're getting into crazy times and, you know, I just wish I had an answer for what was going on. I also, I also wish I had an answer for who's in charge of this, of everything. You know, there's, there's a book out by Alex Mar. I think it's Ar- Alex Marlowe, somebody, Alex, something from the Breitbart. Um, and he has a book that says that he has the main person who basically he's the main person of the billionaires who's basically running the media and everything. And, uh, you know, not to get into conspiracy theories or whatever. Um, but, uh, it, it's a book that probably we, we should check out and, and see. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to wonder like who, like who's really running this, you know? So we're, we are in, in an oligarchy where the wealthy are the ones that are calling the shots. They're the ones that yeah. are like, whether that's in the, those are individuals or corporations yeah you know i learned a while ago that it's not legislatures or legislators individually that come up with a lot of these laws it's lobbying firms it's for for industries and corporations that come up with the laws that better protect them and further screw the american public but you know we're you're, we're quickly devolving into a one-party socialist state, you know, or almost like a communist state. It's a one-party system where, you know, the, the Democrats, now that they have the control of the House and the Senate and the presidency, so the executive, the legislative, and now they want to pack the Supreme Court, so they want to control the judicial branch as well. Once we get into that one-party system, it's going to be very difficult to get back out, especially since, in my opinion, they've rigged the elections and they've been doing yeah. it for some time now. And so they will maintain a perpetual stranglehold over uh, over political power in the United States for the foreseeable future. And that is extremely concerning. And I think that we got to um, we really need to shore up our election system first. And, and one of the things that I find very interesting is I've been watching this story out of Maricopa County, Arizona, where, um, you know, a lot of the, the majority of the population lives. It's like Phoenix and areas like that. And the Democrats have been consistently blocking every attempt at an audit there, you know, and uh, the state, the state legislature is most of, mostly conservative, mostly Republican, but the local like county supervisors in Maricopa County have been blocking at every turn attempts to do an audit. And one must wonder using just simple logic, you know, if you don't have anything to hide, why are you hiding it? What are you hiding? Why are you trying to stop the audit? You would think you're like, hey, man, we won the election fair and square. There was zero fraud. Go ahead. Look, have, have a look at the records, audit the records, audit the, you know, all the ballots, the mail-in ballots and so forth. And it, it will prove that that everything was on the up and up. Joe Biden won fair and square. We have nothing to hide. But no, that's not what they're doing. And they know it. And so these are these are evil, devious deceitful, just downright bad people yeah. who, who have been using all. And, and that's the problem is that they don't play fair. They fight dirty. And, and, and people on our side, um, the conservative side, we don't fight like that. You know, we play fair. We, you know, yeah. but well, it, it's becoming a that, that we got to stop doing that, that. That's part of what I think is the old Republican party. We have so many people uh, that are part of this old Republican party who are like, Oh, did you, did you offend a Democrat? Did you say something bad about a Democrat? You, we don't do that over here. You know, like 
um, there's several people that have, you know, I, I've gotten some of it too. Like, it's just like, oh, well, you can't do that. That's just not nice. And they're like burning down the streets, you know, burning down buildings and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we, uh, the, the new Republican Party, I think at the base, we are, we are fighters. Uh, and maybe because some of that is because we are from the Democrat Party. <laughs> we have so many new Democrats that are over yeah. here. Um, and it's so many people from the Beverly Hills Trump rally who's like grown and they, they've made their voices big and they have a you know huge following. Uh, MAGA Hulk and uh, Chief Americano and you know so many great people from the Beverly Hills rally who have um, transcended and you know they're you know if it wasn't for big tech you know censoring them and all this stuff who knows they'd probably be even bigger than they are. Um, yeah. But we have so many great people who are who are fighting back, and I think that's part of it. And to go back on your on on uh, what you were saying before, here's another perspective on the elections. Um, you said maybe, or you said that that you think the elections have been, um, you know, kind right. of controlled, rigged right. the whole time. Yeah. I don't think the elections have been rigged until 2020. I think they never had to. <laughs> you know, I think, well, Bush, we, you know, supposedly when Reagan won, uh, that's when Fox News came out because the, the mainstream media treated Ronald Reagan so bad that they had to get another perspective out there. And that's when Fox News came out. And then Bush came out and, you know, he kind of went back on his taxes thing. I'm not going to raise taxes. And he lost. Right. And we, we went back and forth with. You know, and then we had George W. Bush. And if you look back at the mainstream media, then that's when you really see, well, they really didn't like that guy. You know, they really went all out. Everyone hated. And I, I, I hated George W. Bush. I remember them telling me uh, as a young kid that George W. Bush was the devil. Was He, he was Hitler. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was the worst thing ever. And if you didn't believe that, you were stupid. So, right. you know, right. that's what I remember. And then, uh, you know, Trump got elected and then suddenly he's Hitler. Right. So wait, I'm thinking like, I thought George W. Bush was Hitler. So yeah. we have two Hitlers now. Right. And then I remember back, I was like, wait a second. George W. Bush didn't kill anybody. <laughs> he didn't kill millions of people. And he didn't, you know, I mean, he, he wasn't that great of a president or whatever. Um, but he was a Hitler. So then I, you know, then you start thinking, why did they, why are they calling Trump Hitler? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's their favorite, it's their favorite go-to. Let's, let's think of the worst person possible and compare them. I mean, I heard and someone, it works, it, it works it, for young kids. Yeah. It's really, you know, it's really not fair because it kind of reduces the, the, um, the, you know, the memory of Hitler, it, it diminishes it. It makes Hitler out to be oh, less than that guy when you compare and you say Trump is like Hitler. Well, if Trump is like Hitler, then Hitler really wasn't that bad. But Trump didn't kill six million Jews. Trump didn't start World War II. Trump didn't try to invade all of our his neighboring countries. In fact, Trump did quite the opposite in, in, in all of those regards. Yeah. You know, he, he ended wars in the Middle East. He made peace agreements with between Israel and their neighboring countries. He brought home a lot of troops. He increased, you know, wealth in the United States. He um, helped out 
many marginalized and minority groups through legislation that he passed or executive orders that uh, was that set to protect them and protect their rights. And so, to you know, it's not only is it is it a false comparison, but I mean, it really is a joke at this point that anybody yeah. don't like they just label Hitler as Nazi. Like they people call me a Nazi. You're, you're a Nazi. Yeah. Why am I a Nazi? Do, do, do you see me goose stepping and and, you know, you know, stabbing people with my bayonet? I, come on, man. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. They don't have any command well, of the language, any understanding of, of the things that they call people. And that's the thing, too. Like, if you look at all the counter protesters that uh, they come, you know, the protesters on the Democrat side that, you know, they're all young kids, you know, BLM. Yeah. Uh, they're all young kids and uh, Antifa, they're all young kids. It really, you know, I, Trump woke up so many people. It really makes you wonder what is, and we don't know. Cause I, you know, I really think that, you know, the 2020 election was, you know, they say that Joe Biden got between 37 and 52 million votes. So, so who voted for him really, you know? It, and if you look at it, it's gotta be, you know, young kids, um, definitely white women, for uh, I think they had the majority. Well, no, I think white women was actually forty five percent. But um, you know, it's it's some other party. The Demo- both parties have changed. You know, Republican Party is more of a fighter party now, whether they know it or not. Wh- whether Liz Cheney or Mitch McConnell know it or not. And um, you know, the Democrat Party they're not they're not the anti establishment anymore, whether they know it or not. There's some kind of establishment pro corporation uh pro open borders they love the they love the whole world globalist yeah they well yeah but the 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 voters don't know that like they just are told that they should love everybody in the world and american citizens are racist right they they love the whole world to the detriment of american citizens right they love to the detriment of their own self yeah Right. Right. You know, Americans are bad. We're evil. We're racist. You know, America was founded on racism and racist principles. And I I can't I really can't believe that they actually say some of the things that they do. They actually believe the things that they're saying and they actually think that people will believe them. And people do, which is I'm just I'm astounded that some of the things that the rhetoric that comes out of these people's mouth, like saying that, you know, America was founded on racist principles. What the fuck? What? No. How, where do you get this stuff? Does, does that say anywhere in our founding documents uh, anything about racism, about racist principles, about white supremacy? No. It's founded yeah. under God, first of all. Second of all, it's about freedom, right? So yeah. what, what, is, what is racist about freedom? Well, uh, we, we know it's all a con. We know it's – we know whoever's running this, we know they don't like American citizens. We know they love the – open borders we know they don't like police we know they have some uh obsession with climate change we know that they have some obsession with the these vaccines and COVID 19 i mean you can break you know like police officers who break down the profile of a serial killer we can break down the profile of who this is and then Hmm. my thinking is now going through the last four years is so we, we can break down the profile of who or what this is. How do we lure this, this person or these people out into the public? Because it's another thing that's been apparent is whoever they are, they, they, they think they're geniuses. 
they think they're really smart and they think that they have a better idea of how America should run than we do. So, and then if you see with the, the, the time news article, I don't know if you heard about that, how they said that they fortified the election and, you know, they, they, uh, they made the election, uh, they, they didn't, they said that they didn't steal the election, but you know, there was a group of people that fortified the election and, you know, right. made sure that democracy, <laughs> right. their, their idea of I mean, they, they, all, they all but admitted to stealing the election. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they admitted so my, that they used big tech to yeah. center and. So my thing is you, you want to, you want to do these times, you know, time, time news articles or whatever. So why don't you come out and just tell us who you are so we can, we can have this conversation out in the open Instead yeah. of hiding behind the media, hiding behind the Democrat Party and Nancy Pelosi, why, why don't you just come forward? If you're Bill Gates, if you're Obama, if you're uh, George Soros, maybe you're all together. Why don't you just come forward as four or five? You have a press conference and say, hey, this is how we think. We don't think we should have any more police. OK, great. Let's have a conversation about it, you know. Well, you, you, you may get your wish sooner rather than later because these people's egos won't allow them to stay silent for much longer. They're going to they want to come out. They want to tell the world, look, it's us. It's we're we're the ones behind all of this. You know, everyone praise us because that's what they want. They want the praise. They want the people exactly. to love for what they're doing. And they're, they're getting bolder and bolder, essentially right. now because yep. they have such control over all aspects, whether mm -hmm. you're talking about. Big tech, big media, education system, corporations, uh, the government now, and almost all three branches of government now are all controlled by them. And yeah. so now they feel much safer to come out in the open and admit that, yeah, hey, we're the ones behind it. We're the ones pulling the strings with, without fear of repercussions. And but that, among other things, is going to be their downfall. And I look forward to that day. I look forward to the day. That I think they're getting very close. Yeah, uh, they're getting very close. And I think what's going to happen is they're going to, if we could, there's going to be such a pushback on our side that maybe that pisses them off so bad that they do something to us. And maybe, you know, who knows what that, I, maybe I, it could be the, these Derek, you know, we have Derek Chauvin coming up. Uh, I don't think he's going to be uh, found guilty. I really don't. If you look at the evidence, I don't, you know, yeah. The, the, you know, George Floyd, he, 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 he put a whole bag of fentanyl in his mouth, you know, and swallowed it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be big. We'll see this coming week. Um, and you know, there, something's, there's going to be something where these people on the left and whoever controlled that side and us, we, 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 we hit a breaking point at some point because mm -hmm. this is a, this is a bad relationship and, uh, we, we need to break up. So, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and that's kind of where the country is heading. I was having this discussion with some folks the other day about essentially two parallel economies that are starting to form, whether that is in business or in tech or in information, news, you name it. Um, they've ostracized us to the point at which we've had to create our own platforms now. And so no longer are we going to be co-mingling and interacting with each other. Now we've got these two separate parallel societies operating side by side. And, and I think it's going to be further exacerbated. 
over the coming years as Democrats continue to tighten the screws on their grip on power, continue to try to run away with elections and get away with all this fraud and and continue to you know, amp up their just increasingly bold rhetoric, whether it's someone like AOC or or Maxine Waters, just outright calling for essentially insurrection and calling for rebellion in these neighborhoods in Minneapolis. I mean, that's pretty bold. I mean, they're accusing Trump of inciting yeah. insurrection, inciting violence with his speech. And if you listen to his speech on January 6th, it was anything but. And I heard someone say to me, they're like, well, he was dog whistling, you know, essentially saying that he was using coded messages to trigger people to storm the Capitol, which is complete bullshit. But then you've got someone like Maxine Waters, who I just showed you the article earlier on here, who outright says it, you know, you need to be more aggressive. You need to be uh, pushed back harder against these law enforcement yet. And then when someone shoots at National Guard members, nobody says anything like where is where? Why isn't she being censured? Why isn't she being pulled from office for um, essentially inciting violence? I mean, it's just again, this is double standard. So, well, yeah, that's I mean, that's part of what's going on is, uh, you know, the, the government is Democrat at this point and you know yeah we there's a few republicans that are working within the bureaucracy or whatever but it's not it's not very many and we're in trouble right now you know um you know and then we get these like fbi interviews at 60 minutes who's like he's like oh we're we're gonna take down everybody at the capitol and you know all this stuff like it you know these are i mean they're just you know the media whoever's running this media thing, this media mainstream media, I mean, it's done its job. You know, they talk about what happened in Russia, you know, uh, before Russia went uh, socialist, uh, there was a guy named Jacob Schiff. And if you look him up, he was a guy who uh, a big rich guy who invested, I believe it was $20 million. And at the 20, $20 million into the media, which push the socialist propaganda on Russia to take to basically overturn the czar and take over Russia and make it a, a socialist country. Um, the equivalent of $20 million back then is like a, a billion dollars. Today. So you're talking about back in uh, 1918, the revolution, yeah. right? So yeah, Google this guy. If you get a chance, uh, Jacob Schiff, he was the guy who uh, funded uh, the socialist movement. He was friends with uh, Leon Trotsky. Um, uh, Leon Trotsky was the one that kind of uh, went with it. And then I believe Vladimir Lenin, Lenin was the one that uh, took over. But yeah, that's that's where it all started. Yeah, that's it. That's him right there. So a German-born Jewish-American banker, businessman, and philanthropist, among other things, helped finance the expansion of American railroads and the Japanese military efforts against Tsarist Russia in the Russo-Japanese War. All right, so he was, you know, anti-Tsar. And anti supposedly, if I remember right, I don't. You, maybe you can find it in there. But he was against uh, the Tsar for not for not continuing the Japanese War or something. Um, Something really made him mad. He was a really rich guy, and the czar really pissed him off, if I remember right. But there's, you know, there's tons of uh, documentaries uh, on it, uh, tons of uh, books you can read up on it. It's very interesting. And, and 
and if you look at what they did in the media, you can pull up old newspaper articles, pro-socialist newspaper articles. It's very similar to what kind of media we're getting here. And then um, we also, uh, you know, there was also an awakening over there. I think they called it, and it had nothing to do with their race, but it was called the White Party. So there was the 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 Bolsheviks, and that was the Socialist Party, and then, then there was the, the White Party uh, that went against them, and they were the ones that kind of started waking up and be like, this is bullshit. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, and it's so funny. I mean, I hate to go to Wikipedia as a source because it's always completely slanted by the left. Yeah, and- well, the, Wikipedia hasn't taken away everything yet, but I have noticed they are soon, you know, Jacob Schiff will probably... They'll probably change that one too. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like, a, well, I want to point out that it really doesn't say too much about his actions in helping finance the, you know, the Russian Revolution. And uh, actually, it, if the, I think if you go down to his personal life on Wikipedia, it still says it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I believe it's still on there. Um, that's I, I think I actually uh, I went from link to link to link. I, I don't know where I probably watched a documentary on it. I. Uh, like I like to watch the old documentaries on, but yeah, so mm-hmm. you'll you'll you can find it. Yeah, well, that, I mean that's very fascinating stuff, and I have a I mean a personal relation to that. My family fled Russia um, around that time. We were servants to the royal family, so we lived in the palace. My family did, mm-hmm. and around the time that this was all occurring, they split and came to the United States. Really? And, and yeah, and. Um, so your family up. was in the czar uh yeah no way wow that's yeah. crazy yeah. And they 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 captured them and then they killed them right correct yeah they killed that's the whole crazy. family they, and they they, they they held them hostage for like three months and then eventually they took them down to the basement and shot them all yeah. yep yeah so we so we got real lucky and we escaped here to the u.s to pennsylvania pittsburgh my great grandfather became a coal miner and so wow a big change economically for our family but yeah i mean i i have definitely a familiar history with fighting back or escaping the terrors of communism and socialism and that's exactly what happens Mm. and these people aren't to be taken lightly but at the same time we need to look at history and recognize who we're dealing with here because these these people they're dirty. They 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 fight dirty. They're evil, and 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 that's not to say that everybody that votes Democrat is evil and in on it. But yeah. the people at the top who are controlling this stuff, and the minions that they have running around on the streets, just like the the brown shirts the Nazis had in in pre World War II Germany, as well as the um, the the Marxists. Then, then eventually Leninists, but the Marxist revolutionaries and the Trotskyites that were essentially um, terrorizing the Russian people and, um, you know, killing farmers and things like that. You know, these are the same types of people. And this is the reflection you see now in, in groups of easily impressionable young people like BLM and Antifa um, Marxists, essentially who they are. And so we need to you need to definitely keep our eye on them and definitely do not do not discredit or discount them. They're very they're very clever. They're good at what they do. They're organized. They've got communications. They've got financing. And 
they have good tactics. And so uh, definitely, like I said, don't discount them, but we need to definitely keep our eye on them because well, they're dangerous. Yeah, it seems like the same story with Russia and America right now. It seems to be there's a few rich people. <clears throat> and Jacob Schiff was, he was not alone, I, I believe. Uh, he, you know, um, well, the, Adam Schiff. That, yeah, well, yeah. Everyone always when they think of Schiff, they always go Adam Schiff for sure on our side. But I, who knows? Maybe it's possible. But um, yeah, I mean, it seems like the same kind of story. Uh, the you know what's going on with Russia and what's going on with America. Um, there's definitely uh, somebody who's trying to take down our system. Their system was the you know the czar and they were, they had, you know, Russia had a lot of problems, but there was also very successful, wealthy people. It wasn't like our system where, you know, much more opportunity, but their system wasn't as, you know, it, you know, they, they, their system had a lot of problems, of course, but it, uh, you know, not even close to how bad it got with, you know, the red terror and all that stuff. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, we can we can definitely learn from history. And I think people, you know, often gloss over that and go, well, that, you know, happened in the past. It doesn't really relate to what's happening now. This is a different world, but absolutely not. A hum human nature doesn't change over time. And and there have been several attempts to try to set up systems that would better control people, whether you're talking about communism or socialism or capitalism or uh, any of these other, you know, feudal systems that they had or, you know, what the Chinese were doing well before communism um, and the emperors. And and essentially, you know, people are trying to be to control human nature for a long time. That's where the word government comes from. The word government, if you break it down, um, govern is to control or to lord over somebody. And meant is Latin for mind. And so it's mind control is what the government is doing. They're trying to control people's minds to get them to be subservient or to, to, to be more obedient or to be more productive or whatever it is that is the order of the day from the, the group in charge. And so when you've got Democrats in charge, it's more, it seems like they're becoming more and more big government, less civil liberties, less individual liberties. Yeah. And again, you know, it's more about mind control and they're controlling people's minds now prim primarily with fear. Yeah. And and they're doing it through their their communications arm, which is the mainstream media, as I pointed out with this article in CNN and the guys over Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, just busted them wide open for actually saying that very thing that, yeah, fear sells. And and so it not only it not only serves to make them a lot of money, but it also helps their brethren in the Democrat Party to control people and to pass these draconian laws, whether it's it's mandating that people wear masks everywhere they go or or putting up an, an eight an eight foot chain link fence around a small business. You know, it's all out of fear is a great way to control people. And they've learned it and they've mastered it. And now they're using it to essentially destroy what what is and what is quickly becoming what was a great country. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very concerned about that. Well, the Democrats are. Uh... <laughs> You know, socialists are—they're basically uh, social engineers right now. They want to—they don't care really about. Well, I, they do, but they're—they're uh, they're more concerned about controlling the way uh, people behave. 
they want to get rid of racism. They want they want you know they want to get rid of all these like they want to have some kind of utopia thing going. Uh, and it, you know it's just you know it's stuff that's not really possible. And um, they've got a lot of strange ideas. And like I said, I, I, I at this point I'd really just like want I, I really would like to know who's in control of it who's behind it. Uh, and I would like for all, for us to all have a conversation with him. But yeah. Right there is Fossey, Anthony Fossey. Um, you know, and he's, he's someone I, I think of as, uh, man, it's really, it's really hard to gauge like his personality. And is he just a dumb guy really? Or who's worked in the government for 40 years or, you know, who no, knows? I, you know? I think, He's got an agenda and he has for a long time and he's making himself a lot of money, not only on on the books, but also off the books by holding patents in certain areas and suppressing medical research and others to make himself more money like he did during the AIDS pandemic, as well as now during the COVID-19 pandemic. And, and it says right Wait. here, just kind of to your point, it says forced masking is behavioral science, not medical. And they've been playing us the whole time. And that's that's kind of your point was that is that they're all about behavior modification as opposed to yeah. anything that's science based. Right. So it's all about control by using fear to control people. So did he did he make money? What did you say about the AIDS? He made money from the AIDS, too. or Right. So there's and I've been looking into this to get. But the, from my understanding of the, the story is that when the AIDS crisis first broke out, there were a lot of therapies that were available to people to help mitigate the effects of the virus. And, but he, much like the same thing he did with hydroxychloroquine and some of these other therapeutics, he suppressed them and said, no, they don't work. Um, and you need to depend upon us. And so he, I mean, millions of people died as a result of his actions of suppressing these therapies and making people dependent upon big pharma and you know the NAID and these other government agencies to come to the rescue to come with you know that he was looking for an AIDS vaccine for a long time and working on these things and he has patents in those areas and so yeah he this is this is his MO this is a pattern with him this is what he does so he lords over this area of infectious disease and then suppresses anything that doesn't profit him or his cronies right hmm in big pharma so hydroxychloroquine is a drug that's been around for decades and it's super cheap it's effective it has very few side effects um he even did a paper on the stronger version of hydroxychloroquine called chloroquine back in 2005 and found that it was a potent inhibitor of SARS-CoV-1 which is closely related to SARS-CoV-2 but it uses the same mechanism to block the virus from replicating in the cells by creating a zinc channel and allowing zinc to enter the cell to prevent the RNA replication of the virus. And so it's the same mechanics, the same thing, yet here he is, you know, 10 years, 20, 15 years later saying, well, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't do that um, because he has interest in these other companies that have they, that have um, drugs that are more expensive, that, that more profit can be made from, right? Or it doesn't serve the narrative to push vaccines on everybody because if you've got an effective therapeutic that's going to either prevent people from getting the virus or from spreading it to others or from having major symptoms or from dying it from it, um, 
versus they're not going to need a vaccine, right? And so a lot of people have, have been coming to realize that this really wasn't about a virus. This has been about the vaccine. They just use the virus as an excuse to roll out this, this experimental genetic therapy technology around the globe, which may or may not be used for population control and reduction. And that's very concerning. And so I don't trust a word out of that midget's mouth. I don't like him. I don't trust yeah. him. And I think he needs to be held to account for, for crimes against humanity. Well, see, like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I think Dennis Prager made a good point yesterday where he said that, like, most evil people don't know they're actually evil. Right. And I think it's that's pretty true. Pretty like, you know, um, and I think, like, people like him are just so dumb. Like, they, they just, they think they're, they're doing good and they're really not. And I think that's. You know, that's the problem with having someone like him in, in government for 40 years. How I mean, how does someone like him stay in government for 40 years? Yeah. You know, at the top spot where you're making the most money. Um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, and um, we really have a lot to work, a lot of work to do with our, our, bureauc our bureaucracy, bureaucracy and our government. Um, you know, it's... It, it, it's you know it's something i think about all the time like i like i've uh said and um you know it's just i think there are people you know who are uh kind of controlling things and who want to see america a certain way and then there's other people who are just like who are like anthony fossey who are just i feel like are just like just like little tools you know they can manipulate manipulate these people so well mm -hmm. um yeah, there's so. probably somebody pulling his strings i i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that you know yeah uh, people higher yeah. up the food chain and i think they do it in a in a a way that's not uh noticeable to him mm. possibly um, well, that's, that's the best way to control if, uh, if people you that yeah people that stupid you can you know i you know i He's smart. There's people that who are smart in certain things, right? You know, is uh, is Lenny Kravitz a great guitar player? Yes, he's a great guitar player. Do I want him to uh, fix my car? Right. Probably not. <laughs> See, you know. So we have a lot of people like that in government. Yeah. Um, and Fossey, yeah, you know, there's something. There's something he's smart at. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he doesn't even know yet. Who knows? You know, there's something that Fossey's smart at. They got him the job to be there for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, maybe, and maybe he lost it as he got older or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, there's, with government, there's so many things you have to, there's so many jobs you have to be smart with more than one thing. You know, I don't know. We, well, a lot of these yeah. people lost touch with basic. That's part of it too, yeah. They've been in, in government so long that they don't know what it's like to be um, just an average working person. I think that's, I, you put it perfectly. They lost touch. Yeah. And that might be a, I think Fauci is a prime example of that in that, you know, he's been so wrapped up in this cocoon, this bubble of, of government for so long and that, that he just lost touch with reality and what's really going on in the world and in the field of medicine. And he's probably, I, you know, I would I would speculate, you know, he's he's far behind in terms of understanding some of the, the, the newer and and 
know, more advanced technologies, therapies, and things like that. He's kind of stuck in this old way of thinking. And perhaps that's why, you know, he relies on, on that to dictate, you know, what he seems is good policy. And that's the other thing I don't get is how is this guy dictating policy? He's not even a politician. He's not a legislator. He, he can't make laws. The CDC can't make laws. I swear mm-hmm. I've had businesses say, well, the CDC mandated. I'm like, the CDC is not, doesn't make law. I, it's just like, how do I make that any more clear to you? They're not even a government agency. They're, they're, they're a private corporation. They do get government funding, but they're, they're not a government agency. And even if they were a government agency, they don't make the law. And I just, I, I just, people have been so dumbed down maybe by our education system they don't understand how civics work they don't understand how the government works that you know I, I bet you know five out of five out of ten people you asked probably couldn't tell you the three branches of government yeah you know, I've seen oh yeah years. way way less than that for sure so so you know that's part that's part of the problem is that we've got an undereducated populace and we've got you know um among other things that are stifling those of us who are trying to reach out to inform and educate people, you know, whether that's big tech shutting us down at every turn for, you know, key phrases and key words that pop up and their AI, boom, kills it right away. I mean, I've had that happen on YouTube. I heard now on YouTube that as you're uploading something, the yeah. AI will be scanning it and they'll block it before you even that, upload it completely. That happened to me, actually. Yeah. But that was you that told me that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, Dude, yeah. That, what that, the that, hell? Yeah, they do that now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started kind of late on YouTube. I was doing all this other, these, these other, and I, I really, sh- I wish I would have started on YouTube a, a lot earlier. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, they, they can scan you and, um, about 50% in 75% in they'll just like, Oh, this is inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The MAGA new year's Eve that you were in, um, yeah, that got scanned as inappropriate because well that one we were talking about covid the whole time yeah so um it makes sense for for yeah. youtube anyways right but um yeah if if any of you guys are listening you can watch that on uh bit shoot rumble uh maga new year's eve uh with nick gay in there he gives you some good uh things on uh why you shouldn't wear a mask um but yeah it was a, it was a cool video and maga new year's eve was awesome except for the little fight we had or the fight that the people had <laughs> in there but yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happens, you know. I, I, it's, it's. I know who the the the, the uh, parties were involved in that. And it's usually because they drink. They, they just yeah. drink. They get, they get a little too drunk, and they get they get. It was New Year's out. Eve. You can't blame them, right? Right. <laughs> but you know, the, you know, youngsters, and they're you know, quick, quick yeah. to kind of pop off. And I, I know what that's like, man. I was yeah. that, and you know, I used to get a little crazy, especially on New Year's Eve. So I get that, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's never it's never a good look for the movement to have fighting. Oh yeah, them, you know what I mean. But yeah, but you know that's the thing. Like, uh, we're we're becoming a new party. Like, this is all. Like, everything is like the world is different. Like, we're going. We're we're living in times that we've that other people have never lived in. You know, uh, you know, and I I don't think we're I think we're just at the beginning of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. You know, and who knows what what the peak of this is? I don't think we're at the peak of it yet. No. And uh, something's going to happen crazy, and we're going to look back and like, oh, that was just the beginning of all that. Yeah. You I, know? Agree. Um, I agree. And the Republican Party is for sure different. The Democrat Party is for sure different, and America is for sure different. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. No, you're right. I think we're, we're heading to, we're, we're not even, we're not even at our destination yet. And a lot has been um, changing and, and just look at really, I mean, where I was a year ago from where I am now, I never thought that I would be doing this or this involved in, you know, politics or, or political movements or social movements or standing up for civil liberties and any of that. And now, uh, you know, we're, we're getting more organized and I'm going out and doing speaking events at places and people are talking to me about getting involved in politics. And, and so it's really shaken up a lot of people and has really changed the way people are um, just living life, really, and approaching life. I mean, this is it's, yeah. it's, a, whole, it's a whole new game now. And it's, it's not like it used to be and it's not going to go back to the way it was. But I think, moreover, there's always a silver lining to it, and I'm I'm very, you know, excited and kind of looking forward to what's what's going to happen. Even though in the interim, the change is going to be disruptive and it's going to be difficult. And I, I believe, like you said, we're not out of the woods yet, and I do think it is going to get worse. People don't understand that. I, I've been trying to warn people that, you know. They, you may think that the lockdowns are over and the mask mandates are over, and um, but I'm here to tell you, folks, this is just a little breather they're giving us because they're going to crack down even harder here real soon. Hmm. So, um, be but hey, I was hoping they would all be over. <laughs> so now you're you're breaking you're breaking my hope now. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 sorry, Roman, but but. Um, at least you're, you're, you're forewarned now. You won't be taken by surprise when it does happen, but, and hopefully I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. Hey, but, I've, I've heard, I've heard that too. I've, I've heard that they, they might, uh, cause I guess they did this in Europe like three times, right? They'll yeah. let them out of lockdown and then they go back to lock. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, at this point I'm really hoping, <laughs> I'm really hoping that the lockdowns and, I know the mass won't be done, but I'm at least hoping the lockdowns will be done. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Oregon's, Oregon's, good, trying, you know. Oregon's trying to pass a law for permanent masks. I mean, really. Well, I saw that. Or, I mean, come on, yeah, come yeah. On. Come on, guys. This is, it's bordering on absurd at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. And I think that it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But that just gives us more fuel to fight. That's how I look at it. And, and I'm looking forward to the fight. I'm looking forward to taking our country back from these Marxist maniacs that have, have taken it over. And so it's, you know, it's with good people like you and others out there who, who are fighting the good fight and documenting and recording it all and asking the tough questions of people um, that you do when you're out there. So I really appreciate uh, the work that you do. Now, can you tell people where they can um, follow you, where they can find out more? Okay. Uh, yeah, great. Um, so I was on, uh, I was mainly on TikTok. Uh, you know, I had a big falling over there. Uh Oh, we lost him. Hopefully he'll join us again. I do believe if you want to follow him on Instagram, it is the Roman Drake. I'm spelled like it sounds, but I'll spell it out for you. T H E R O M A N Drake D R A K E. So that is his name, Roman Drake, the Roman Drake at the Roman Drake on Instagram. And I do believe he's no longer on TikTok. I think I heard him mention that he's uh, that he's got booted from there. So you won't be able to see him on TikTok anymore, but definitely follow on follow him on Instagram as well as on BitChute and Rumble. I'm sure if you just look up Roman Drake on BitChute or Rumble, 
you'll be able to find him. I don't know if he has an actual channel name for the work that he does, but you should definitely be able to find him there. And I do recommend it. I mean, the guy, like I said, you know, I thought I was good until I came across him. And this guy asks the really tough questions, the poignant questions, the things that people want to know when he's out there in the field. I mean, he grilled me really good one night, man. And, and he got some, and he got what he wanted. He got some good answers out of me. And so uh, I definitely recommend checking out Roman's channel. And that is pretty much it for us today, folks. Once again, if you do like what we do here at Free America, please consider supporting us because there are expenses associated with, with this, believe it or not. We have the, uh, the software that we use right here. It's 25 bucks a month. That's StreamYard which I do recommend, StreamYard.com. Uh, we also uh, use other services that help us get our podcast out to the audio version of the podcast. That's another 15 bucks a month. So right there, that's 40 bucks. Then I've got $100 for internet. That's 140 bucks. And then, of course, there's my time, which is, I think, valuable as well. So, But I haven't been able to pull a salary from this just yet. But hopefully with your help and in the future, with the help of advertisers, we'll be able to do that as well. So once again, uh, I'd like to thank our guest, Roman Drake, for showing up. He did show up real quick. We're just going to pop him back on the screen and and bid him a farewell while we wrap up. Hey, story. sorry, my, <laughs> my phone died. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyways, yeah, uh, big following on TikTok. They permanently deleted me in some other places. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, right now. And then please follow me on Alt Tech because obviously Big Tech is pretty much over so um yeah follow me on bitshoot rumble uh parlor all there and, and on bitshoot rumble parlor is it just roman drake yeah the roman drake yeah. the roman drake okay as it is on instagram okay cool yeah because i shared that i shared that address with people so the roman drake uh, you can find him on alternate sites that the same ones that we're on bitshoot rumble parlor um as well as on instagram and uh please do follow him I, he's definitely worth checking out he's got some great videos and uh, of course, you'll see yours truly on there every once in a while. I'll pop up. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks again, Roman, for joining us, man. Um, it was a pleasure having you on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing you out there in the field again. And of course, want to have you back at some point again in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been right. a pleasure. All right. Take care, bud. Have a good one. Bye. All right. So, well, that's our show for today, folks. Once again, thanks for tuning in. And we hope you enjoyed the information that we brought you. And of course, I will be sharing with you the links to those articles that I brought up earlier so that you can do your own research, as I always encourage you to do. Don't take my word for it. Research it yourself so that way you are well informed and you can debate some of these idiots that are out there on the Internet and in the streets these days. Uh, so that's about it for now, folks. Once again, this is Free America. And remember, freedom can be taken. It can be given, but it can also be taken. And that's in two ways. It can be taken from you, but you can also take it back. So take back your freedom, America. Good night, everybody.